Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Thanks for coming back to episode 54 and let us know if you have any questions. Thanks again to BitBoy. He just retweeted us. Oh, yes. Thank you, BitBoy. Yeah, that was a fun interview. He knew his stuff. Does. He's definitely advanced in the uh, Bitcoin media. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're just kind of like stragglers on the side. Now I'm following all his friends and I'm looking at their podcasts and like, gulp. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them are very good at what they do. Yeah. Yeah, We're just two two schmoes talking shit, really. So what's happening with Bitcoin? And please tell me what's happening with Ethereum, because I have some Ethereum, everyone, and Constantinople. The Ethereum and Constantinople thing, I believe, is on hold right now. Oh, is there like an Ethereum conference in Constantinople? No. Here, quote is, Ethereum's long-anticipated Constantinople upgrade has just been delayed after oh, a critical vul- yeah, vulnerability was discovered in one of the planned changes. It's not a new town, it's just an upgrade of Ethereum. Yeah. So that's no big deal. Uh, where are we at, Bitcoin? 36, did we say, Darren? 36 and change? Yeah, yeah, mid mid threes. Which is where it's been hovering for a while now, up and down a little bit, but... Bouncing around, could still see two. Who knows? I don't think we're going to see two. You don't think so? No, I, I like the idea of when it hits four and it goes bullish and it just takes off from there. <laughs> yeah, but... Well, come on. No, do you like that idea? Does it really matter? No. It's not like we're spending any anyways. It's not like we got any money to buy any either, so... Uh, what else is going on in the crypto world? Oh, yes, crypto dusting. Crypto mm-hmm. dusting. Yeah. You, you said you read a little bit about it. No, fill us in. The latest attack is known as crypto dusting, which involves the money launderers sending fractions of cryptocurrencies to several wallets to mask illegal activities on the coins. Are they giving away a chunk of the money they stole, or are they just... I think they're giving away all of the money they stole. Well, then why would they steal in the first place, though? I, I'm not really sure. I think we have to clarify this. Okay, well, uh... I did a little reading on it. All right, so obviously you didn't like what I had to say about it, so... Well, kind of. Well, I just tried, was trying to figure out the intent of Christmas right. crypto dusting, and it's really to learn who you are. So these scammers, they send an infinitesimally small amount of crypto to a whole bunch of users, and then what happens is, you know, when you're using your Bitcoin or transferring it to an exchange because they know your address, a lot of times they can learn who you are and then focus on trying to scam your Bitcoin. They call it a de-anonymizing attack. So they send the less than a penny to, to each of these wallets cost them almost nothing you think you're getting free bitcoin yeah and then if you go transfer it or spend it then they have a better chance of finding out who you are and then they can try to send you messages or hack your account or trojan horse that's the intent of it they said they send it to thousands they got the address and they know i guess they can kind of trace where it goes and then find try to find out who you there you go, everybody. Crypto dusting. I mean, some of the wallets now have ways to prevent that. Where if you receive dust or, you know, a very small amount of crypto, you can't actually flag it so that 
when you send, you know, when you're using your crypto, that part of the crypto stays frozen in your wallet mm. or you don't actually use it. They don't they have to ask you before money can show up in your wallet? Probably depends on the wallet, but on right. basically no, right? If I, you know, send money to an address, it just shows up at that address. Okay. Hmm. Well, Town of Collingwood opts in to allow retail cannabis stores within municipality. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, everybody everybody under 50,000 is opting in, right? Oh, are they? Yeah, the first wave is only for cities over 50,000. Oh, okay. The lottery came out. They gave it to, what is it, eight people in the two different regions. And they've got limited amount of time to be able to prove their business model. Pay a five or $6,000 non-refundable fee and prove they have a $50,000 line of credit. Yeah. But five or six out of the eight that were chosen are just regular jokes who happen to apply because then they have the time to prove. Marijuana companies are now approaching them, looking to buy into their business that isn't really even a business. Yeah, so what's going on with the LCBO, Vince? You you were talking about it earlier. Oh, you haven't been reading any of it? Nope. Okay, so I believe about two, three weeks ago, an article was broken by the Toronto Star talking about the theft levels going on in LCBO. And, you know, sort of fast forward to what I read on the weekend, basically saying that the LCBO is so ridden with theft that they are losing. So why is there so much theft? Well, the LCBO workers are union employees. Toronto police were getting so many phone calls about theft at LCBOs that they sent a letter around saying they just didn't have the manpower to respond. So the only way we will respond to theft regarding issues at the LCBO is if the thief is currently in the store as they call. Otherwise, they won't come. People are going in, groups are hitting them with backpacks. Um, Literally, people who know the process are walking in and just grabbing a bottle, walking right right out the store. They're just walking in, grabbing a bottle, throwing the bag, walking out. You got it right in front of the staff because the staff being union are being instructed by their union not to intervene whatsoever. Why on earth would you have them intervene in a place where almost everything in there can be used as a weapon? The place is full of bottles. They're losing thousands and the employees are getting angry with it. You know what happens when something owned by the government starts losing hundreds of thousands of dollars over a year is that uh, we pay for it eventually. If you are criminally minded and you're looking for an easy target, LCBO is the place to be, apparently. live in a small town, so we have one LCBO, and I know everybody that works there just because I happen to go in once <laughs> or twice a year. A year. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Brenda. I said to her, I'm like, didn't anybody look at it like that they were putting out a handbook on how to rob the LCBO? <sighs> and the guy who was standing beside her just sort of looked at me and went, mm-hmm. <laughs> Because before then, I didn't really know there was a huge crime problem at the LCBO, nor did I know how easy it would be to steal from the LCBO. Living in a small town, you're fucked. But if you want to go to Toronto and walk into an LCBO, grab a premier bottle of scotch off the shelf and walk out the door, they're not going to stop. You'll get away with it. And now everybody knows. Which now means that the LCBO is going to become a very different setup. 
Yeah, there were so. there were a lot of ideas in that article about that going back to the way the LCBO used to be. You yeah. walk up to a person behind a plexiglass, but you, there's no browsing for one. Oh, there's that's no one of my oh. favorite things to do. Like, Unless they set browsing. it up differently, where you can go in the door when you know only able to go in the door. But when you exit, they have to hit a button to let you out. But no real comments from the LCBO themselves. If you steal from them, they're just going to turn around and charge their suppliers or whoever's bringing their product in more money. Therefore, they'll just charge us more money. No, they don't care. They don't care. Oh. Uh, no. They're just, they're, they're bringing in a nice They're government. just going to pass it on to you and I. You and I should really care. You go online, a few people are really angry about it. There's been uh, some vigilante stories about uh, customers who have stopped people and waited till the police have come. You shouldn't have to do that, nor do you want to be doing that. No. For the police, it's just much easier to get in your car and set up radar and ticket people to speed or don't stop at stop signs. (laughs) I mean, that's what the police are. They're They're a traffic enforcement bureaucracy basically well they don't have the manpower to what you think the police are and what they really are to me you know it's two different things i mean a lot of people think the police are there for you know robberies and thefts and such but they don't want to bother with that and on cbc at like primetime news they were like please do not call 911 if you are annoyed about tv channels yeah <laughs> really you're, you're, this is made cbc news did we mention anything about the uh, guy who was pulled over coming back from the beer store? Part of the amendment that was passed about the police having all the rights they do as far as drinking and driving goes. There was a cop who was sitting in a parking lot and he was watching a guy unloading a whole bunch of liquor bottles yeah. out of his car. He laughed. Cop pulled him over and questioned him. What was his suspicion? What were you, what were you suspicious of? It was in the middle of the day, he was returning beer bottles to a beer store. But yet the cop had suspicion because they passed that law to pull him over and check into whether or not he was drunk. They're saying that they're going to check people at when they return their empties at the beer store. That's one of the big things they're going to start doing. They can come to your house. Well, yeah, that's... Legally. Yeah, so within two hours, so if you've had a busy day at work, you come home crack a beer, put the hockey on with your friends, mm-hmm. have three beers in the course of two hours. What they're reporting, which is very sinister, is that what your neighbour doesn't like you and they know that you're drinking with your mates watching the hockey, they can call the cops, the cops can come into your home, they can uh, uh, demand a breathalyzer. If you deny the breathalyzer, you get charged. And if you breathe, whatever it is, no point, no, I don't know. The, you will be charged. You'll be charged with DUI. <laughs> How is that, eh? Oh, that's going to be fun. Well, they, they say it's really going to give them a lot of powers, unfortunately, with minorities. If a cop ever knocks on your door and you didn't call him, don't ever open the door. Well, Vince, I think they're saying that they... They can't come in. They cannot come in unless they're invited. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I, I'm, I am very sure about it. Google it. Yeah, I think that's... Unless they have suspicion, and I don't think enough suspicion can come from someone saying they saw you out drinking and driving. What they're saying is that that is suspicion. That's what they're saying. That's what they they can now legally do. They do have suspicion. That's the point. (sighs) Right? Yeah, the the whole thing is very, very scary. And it should be scary to some people. I've never really worried about it because I don't think I have any enemies. We'll see. A lot of lawyers are saying it'll never hold up in court, but 
You don't want to be the guy well, to no, make an the, example no, of. The lawyers are saying the problem is you can't prove it in court, so they're saying yeah. it's, it's unconstitutional. It's That's such what the an going against. Sure, but you don't want to be the person who has to go there, who has to get a lawyer, who has to fight. Like, but they, but they were, they were saying you wouldn't win. I think you would definitely win. No, the lawyers were saying that you wouldn't win because how do you fight it? How do you prove that you weren't drinking in your car? If you breathe over with that two-hour window that they've they've now well, got just, in this just, law, just fight the two-hour window. The two-hour window is yeah, but just, it, that's now law, right? So well, that, it's a, yeah, it's an a certain amendment to a law. But that's, yeah, well, that's the issue, right? Yeah, no. to win, is, you have to actually take it to the Supreme Court yeah. in Ontario, right? And have the Constitution amended. Yes. The lawyer talking to the CBC was like, you know. Whatever Joe Bloggs is not going to win. He's going right. to end up with a DUI because he's not going to be able to fight it. Yeah. There's no way you can fight it. Yeah, you can't fight it. That doesn't mean that like it's going to happen or like they're necessarily going to do that a lot. I don't think they can. No, it's law. They can. Well, should from, we find out? Should we? Give them well, from what I get is it's <laughs> law that they can come to your house, but. I've never heard that they can actually come into your house. This, this happened a couple of weeks ago. It's now law. They can come into your house while you're drinking with your friends, watching the hockey. and, and What if your door is locked? Well, I, I don't think that's the issue. I, I think the issue is that they have suspicion that you were drinking and driving. And up to two hours after you arrived in, at home, you, they can come into your house with that suspicion and demand that you take a breathalyzer. If you don't take the breathalyzer, they can charge you with a, a, with a federal offence. And if you take the breathalyzer and blow over, you're charged with a DUI. All that is true, but I have a big problem with them coming into your house. I know they can come into bars, which they, I thought was they very now come odd. Into your house. Well, it's always the pendulum string, right? They're always trying to get more power. Yeah, but this is incredible. Like, this is a big, big, big step. I think, anyway. I guess you. I guess you didn't catch the protest that was happening in Ottawa. Oh yeah, there wasn't one. <laughs> like, it's too cold. <laughs> like, what's to stop pissed off bartenders and pissed off servers who didn't get a good tip, calling the cops on? Sure, absolutely. That's that's what. That's they so crazy. They were literally saying, "You got a, a neighbor who's annoyed with you and spying on you. The neighbor can see you drive in. Watch the clock." 90 minutes later, oh, my neighbor's been drinking and driving. Cops arrive, blow over, you've got a DUI. <laughs> Google it. Oh, I know it's all true. We've, I thought we had more privacy than that. <laughs> oh, we're back on this. <laughs> no, we don't. Have Damn. You've got Google Home. The cops are probably listening in on your house. <laughs> That's a shame you can't even come home and drink now in your own house. Just a small town girl. <laughs> in a lonely world. Wanna talk about Journey? Journey? Oh. Do you guys like Journey? No. The Who, no? Is, the Who is working on a new album. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. That's quite cool. Why do you why don't you like Journey, Libby? I'm not in I'm not massively into 80s hair bands. There are some aspects of the 80s I like. They're not hair band. You consider really? Journey to be an 80s hair band? Oh, no. They just happen to be big in the 80s. Jer- I, to be honest, I don't really know much about Journey. Okay. 
I just Fair equate enough. them because they're in or rock, what, rock of Ages or whatever that yeah. big musical is. I didn't listen to Journey in the 80s. I, do, I don't mind Journey. Oh, they sing a lot of songs you would know. Get put in the spot. Don't stop believing. Yeah, they it's say, pretty cheesy though. Yeah. I mean, I, the good songs. For some reason, when I hear a Journey song, his it reminds school. me of this being in a school. gym in a it high is. school at a dance. High school years. Journey, Triumph. Yeah. Nazareth, even. Even Black some of the early Sabbath. Brian Adams stuff. We were more like Nirvana and Technotronic. Yeah, you're younger than we are. There was a big smoking group at the high school that I went to, right? So. Oh, the smokers were the cool kids, and they wore all the jean jackets with, with the bands on them, right? <laughs> yep. With Jenny on? With, with the pa- well, the various bands. The group you hung out with also had similar tastes in music, right? Mm, yeah. Like there was the Far Out group. Was that know, the dead, dead Kennedys. And, oh, uh, uh, don't even like, know the dead Kennedys. What the Clash? The Clash. They were they Far Out. Around here, and then they were. Then they were, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was the it was the weird kids that listened to the class. But they were they turned into the cool kids, right? Yeah. They so. sure did. <laughs> but they would have like, you know, multiple earrings on their ears or like like almost pre goth. But oh. surfers, that was a big one too. Like all the boys that had like long hair and stuff. It was all journey and that kind of thing. Triumph. Ah. And then Black Sabbath and Metallica started. AC DC was huge. Well, that, that's your band, isn't it? I used to think I was Angus Young. <laughs> Grade 9 and 10, I went to a, uh, a Catholic school with a dress code. <laughs> and part of the dress code was black shoes, dress shoes, gray slacks, a white shirt, a tie, and a jacket. End of grade 10, they let us wear shorts. And that was just about the time that Angus came out with the, the shirt, the tie, the jacket, and the pair of shorts on. Well, no, high school, I was mid-90s. So you're like blur and all that kind of blur. stuff. Blur. So we so you said the grunge. The grunge. So you were grunge. Yeah, I was in Nirvana, Blur, um, Oasis, and then that you know that dance scene, the beginning of hip hop. So the Red Hot Chili Peppers were massive. I think I'm the only person in the world that doesn't like them. I'm very so-so on the Chili Peppers. Nirvana was a tour de force, though, man. Huge. They huge. Were, and the cool guys like Nirvana. They were sure. massive. And of course, it, it, that's back at the time when no one really had any music, so the cool guys had a couple of tapes that they would, you know, pass around to other people. So, you know, I remember going to a house party, and someone was talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I legitimately thought they were talking about an actual chili pepper. <laughs> why would I know? Yeah. All you had access to was the Top 40, which is yeah. different from the Billboard chart in the US. And I don't know if the Chili Peppers were even in the top 40. They were just cool because they were massive in the States. Mm. Oasis was big here, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's no doubt about it. Well, that, yeah. I think that album was huge worldwide. It was. It was. What's and the story, Morning album. Glory? And then dance-wise, there's a kind of combination of Europop and then hip-hop from the States, probably. Drum and bass, which is my favorite at the time. And... I quite like acid jazz actually in that era. So I don't know. Do you know the brand new heavies? Why not? Oh, I, I think I pretty Captain much stopped Brothers. listening to anything new Massive after Attack. about 1989. <laughs> Massive Attack is my favorite. Never heard of it. Massive Attack? Never heard of it. Oh really? I never heard of it. That was my kind. They're a band. They were kind of on the certainly the music festival scene a lot. Most of the music I listened to back then was whatever was playing in bars because that's where I spent the majority of my time. Jamiroquai? That would have been... Yeah, I know Jamiroquai. That was for sure my university. Oh, my Bjork. Uh, 
Alanis Morissette was huge in my first year of university. Everyone had Jagged Little Pill. Knew <laughs> yeah. the words. Yeah, that um, got a lot of airplay. Yeah. For the 2000s, I don't even know. It was all hip-hop. Yeah, I guess it probably was, wasn't it? Yeah. Jay-Z. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Usher. They, they took over in a big yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, they did. No, no, you're absolutely right. Well, you have to wait two hours and you can start drinking. <laughs> yeah, you have to be a good little robot. Do you have to prove you've been home for two hours? Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I know there's some uh, <laughs> interesting banter going on, but we thank you for coming out. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. <laughs>